Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, here with Aaron Keller. And joining us over the phone from Las Vegas is our angler educator, Abby Zarnecki. And then for the first time ever, we have Sarah Ghetto. She is with Clark County Water Quality. And we are excited to have both of you. Thank you both for joining us over the phone. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you for having us. Of course. And it's two kind of, we said we have our angler ad- educator, who's Abby, and then we have Sarah, who's with Cle- Clark County Water Quality, as I said. And it kind of sounds like two separate things, but really it all comes together because our water is so important for wildlife and how we treat it ends up impacting wildlife. So that's what we're going to get into today. And that's why we have these two guests. So. First off, Sarah, could you introduce yourself and kind of explain your role at Clark County Water Quality? Absolutely. So Clark County Water Quality's primary role is to monitor water use outdoors. Um, we specifically are focusing on stormwater runoff. And so that might be a new term for some of you, um, stormwater is just composed of rainwater and as that water runs across paved surfaces it picks up different types of pollutants and carries it into storm drains which eventually will lead into some of the washes that are here in las vegas all the washes discharge water into the las vegas wash and eventually to lake mead and what's important about that entire flow path is that the water never receives any type of treatment. So all the pollutants that the stormwater runoff picks up gets deposited into Lake Mead, which is Las Vegas's local water body. And so our group's primary responsibility is to try to help reduce that uh, stormwater pollution um, before it starts to make its way into our waterways where it can impair the water quality or sometimes harm wildlife. Um, from aquatic fish species, sometimes to birds. And so primarily we're just trying to um, do a lot of community outreach. We work with local businesses just to try to help make sure that everyone knows the best ways to help manage pollution. Um, And yeah, so we can all make a difference, yeah. Very important stuff. And I don't think people even realize how much everything really is connected, all of our waterways. Um, and so it is actually October is Stormwater Pollution Awareness Month, right? That is right. Yes. Um, Clark County is co-hosting that outreach event with the Nevada Department of Transportation. And um, really, we're just trying to teach people about the connection of you know, water that is outdoors does flow into our local waterways without treatment. A lot of people in today's society operate in this out of out of sight, out of mind ideology, and so no one really thinks about what happens when you know they toss a cigarette on the ground or when they leave a piece of 
trash behind. So we're just trying to help people to kind of establish that connection that, hey, that, that does end up somewhere, and it ends up in our drink, in our uh, local waterways. And so we're just trying to raise awareness on that issue. Got it. And then, Abby, you were the one who actually suggested Sarah as a guest. So what what triggered that for you? Why did you think it was so important to bring Sarah on? Um, one of our big things is responsible recreation. Um, and we put it in all of our webinars, especially over the last year. And when Sarah brought up what October was for Clark County, it just made me think of hashtag clean my water, too. And so in realizing it really does start at home for us and everything we get ready to go when we go fishing, washing our hands at home, everything um, and some of, you know, our class projects through college, we're seeing the Las Vegas wash and realizing um, what is coming out of our houses is going right through the um the valley and right to Lake Mead, which is one of our favorite fishing spots, especially in the southern region. And people come from all over just to visit Lake Mead and recreate. And um, so uh, it's just really important for our fish to have clean water and for our environment. And um, not only just for the fish, of course, but for all of our wildlife because osprey and other predatory birds eat the fish in these areas too so it just became full circle as she was talking about pollution I was like oh my goodness that's totally what we're all about is um, being safe and smart with our decisions when we get ready to go out to recreate it really does go hand in hand um, Aaron, were you, you're looking super intently over here. Like you <laughs> yeah, I was just waiting. <laughs> um, Abby, what are some things that fishermen or anglers can do when they're out there to, to kind of help out? Um, so as, uh, well, I'll let Sarah speak on the at from home part, but once we get out to the water too, um, keeping the water clean, like if we are, um, hanging out on the water and fishing, making sure we're not adding to the water with our um, drinks or garbage and bringing an extra bag to clean up that garbage um, because it is a full circle. Um, that Lake Mead water is going to go back into our valley and into our homes, and then, you know, then we have to put it back out again, and we're just going to keep circulating it. Um, so anglers can make sure that all their garbage is collected including um, all the plastics from the fishing line, um, any of the equipment that falls off, you know, pick it right up so you don't forget about it. Uh, honestly, like they have pop-up garbages. They're great for when we're out recreating. And just if, uh, you know, we're at the water's edge, maybe having our camp and everything a little bit further back so it doesn't reach into the water as well. Yeah, it does seem like over the last few weeks, we've had this reoccurring theme of like public lands day and, you know, where it's like pick up a little bit of extra trash or little things you see floating around the edge of the water and that over the last few podcasts. And we really have just how people could do their part too. Yeah, whether they're out on trails or they're out, you know, out at the lakes to, to, to pick up a little bit and make it nicer than when you got there exactly like if you're outside enjoying our wonderful outdoors that we all love it's our responsibility to do our part 
Um, Sarah, anything you want to add? What types of information do you give to people? Like, how could they help? You know, it it's actually very intuitive, but we really just encourage people to be responsible. Um, you know, nobody wants to live in a community that's littered with trash or cigarette butts or people who don't pick up their pet waste. And so quite literally, clean water starts with individual action. So if people just took the time just to clean up after themselves, that would eliminate majority of the pollutants that we see getting into our storm drains and then our local water bodies and so we really try to we really try to tell people that only rain should go in the storm drain and if they have that in mind then they'll know really quickly that any sort of like plastic trash um, should be you know recycled or put in their appropriate uh, waste bin um, clean up after your pets because those um, pet waste that's left on sidewalks gets washed into storm drains and that has bacteria in it that we don't need getting into our waterways. Um, similarly, we want people to pick up after their lawn debris. So anytime people are like trimming trees or um, cutting grass, I know it's not super common here in the desert, but it does happen. Um, again, we just want to make sure that we sweep it up and dispose of it properly. And then the other most helpful thing that people can do is just make sure that they properly dispose of household paints, chemicals, cleaners. Um, it has occurred in the past where people think it's appropriate to pour those chemicals down storm drains. But again, anything that enters a storm drain does not receive treatment. So disposing of those at appropriate hazardous waste facilities is a really great idea. And if anyone is interested in what those facilities might be, I would encourage them to go to ClarkCountyNV.gov backslash water quality. And we have a list of um, facilities that people can take their materials to. Great information. And I think just really spreading that awareness, like if you wouldn't want this in your water or in our waters, <laughs> don't throw it on the ground or don't throw it down our storm drains. Like, as you said, someone throwing a cigarette or someone leaving their pet waste, you wouldn't want that in our waters. Exactly. So. <laughs> and I just add to that a little bit because a question that I'm asked very commonly is, well, it doesn't rain that much here in the desert. So why is stormwater pollution an important issue? And it's a great question, and the truth is that we should think about it that the longer the frequency between the rain events, the more time the pollutants build up on our streets, on our roads, and so it'll just continue to concentrate until there is the next rainstorm, and then all of that pollutants will get flushed down to Lake Mead. And so this is a phenomenon that we in the stormwater regulatory community call first flush. So you'll see this high concentration of pollutants flush down our waterways without Bear. treatment. So it actually is almost more important for us to do our part and just make sure that we are aware of like where we're disposing of things um, because it, it does, you know, it does make an impact. Very important information for people to have. And um, if people 
have questions or they want to get involved in helping with any awareness you guys have going on, where should they go for more information? I would definitely recommend they check out our website, stormwatervegas.com. It's a fun, interactive website where you can click about the three main areas of stormwater pollution. Um, There's a section for residents, and it talks about some of the most common pollutants from residential communities and how we can address that. And then we cover some more technical areas as well. We have like a lot of commercial and industrial tips, and then we also have uh, pollution prevention tips for those who work on construction sites. Uh, Those are three areas that our stormwater program monitors pretty closely, and so anyone who would like to learn more should definitely check out that website. Great. Well, that pretty much wraps it up for the first half of the show, but we will be right back after this quick break. You're listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today we're joined by Abby Zarnecki. She is our angler educator out of Las Vegas, a regular here on the podcast. And then we have our first-time guest, Sarah Ghetto. She is with Clark County Water Quality. And before the break, we explained that it is Stormwater Pollution Awareness Month. And Sarah explained the impacts of just what polluting our water systems and how it impacts wildlife. So we, we're kind of tying it all together. Um, but since you explained all of that before the break, we wanted to talk a little bit about all of the events you have going on this month. So Sarah, you mentioned during the break, you were mentioned some, you mentioned some of the things you had going on. Yeah. October is going to be packed full of fun, uh, activities. We are kicking off stormwater pollution awareness month with a student, um, poster contest. And so this is a statewide contest across Nevada and it's open to children in grades kindergarten through sixth grade. They're all invited to participate in the poster contest. Um, Essentially, the posters should be drawn to convey a type of messaging that addresses why only rain should go down the storm drain or easy ways and everyday practices that we can all do to prevent stormwater pollution. And we're going to pick three winners and the three top three pieces of cover art are going to be incorporated into a 2022 calendar that we're going to print and the top three winners will get 10 free copies of the calendar we're going to pick eight other winners to fill out the other months of the calendar and then they will also receive individual calendars so the event is going to close on October 15th, so it's going to be open for 15 days, and you can get more information on the event at dot.nv.gov slash poster contest. A few other exciting things that are happening that month is we're doing a virtual stormwater webinar. It's going to be at noon on October 20th, 
And we're going to go through a lot of what we talked about today, but with a lot of great visual examples. It definitely helps to kind of draw the importance of stormwater pollution prevention when people see it in real life. So we have lots of photos, good videos. We're going to make it fun, interesting, and it's open to the public. Anyone is welcome to join us for that. And then the event is going to conclude here in Southern Nevada on Saturday, October 23rd. Clark County Water Quality will be participating in the Las Vegas Wash Coordinations Committee Green Up event, which is a volunteer planting event that takes place in the Las Vegas Wash. And it's focused primarily on removing invasive plant species, populating it with native species, and then just gaining a sense of environmental stewardship for the Las Vegas wash. Uh, there's a lot of people in Las Vegas who haven't been there, so I highly recommend you guys check it out. Um, there's going to be free swag given away. There's going to be food, and it's a lot of fun. So we hope to see some folks who are listening uh, there. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Lots going on. Yeah, I was going to say, good job, Sarah, remembering all those dates and times I and know, websites. I know, I'm really impressed right all now. All this stuff. So, yeah, if anybody you know, didn't have their pen out for that, we'll definitely try and link some of that stuff up in the description of the podcast and uh, pay attention to our social media. We'll be sharing each other's posts throughout the month. And, yeah, sounds like tons of ways to get involved. Exactly. And then, as we've mentioned, I mean, obviously – if we're polluting our waters, it impacts our fish uh, populations, which is why Sarah is going to be talking at our fish camp. So, Abby, do you want to talk a little bit about um, fish camp and our lineup of speakers? Yeah, definitely. Thank you. So, we'll do our second annual Nevada fish camp, and it's the week right before Nevada Day, so October 25th through the 28th. And it's geared for all ages. Um, we'll definitely have some right after school programming for younger kids starting at 430, um, right after the kids get a snack from school, get home, get comfortable. Um, teachers can even log on if the kids are staying after school for activities. Um, and we're going to go start with fishing in Nevada, just kind of general, get everybody into the week. And then we're going to have Sarah join us for uh, the biologist and conservation week and or um, ethical angling and especially talk about some trout um, uh, sorry some trout habitats and the need for clean water there Um, trout are a little more sensitive and need cold clean water and so when we're not careful with the water it gets right into um, the trout stream Uh, and then we'll wrap it all up with some technical stuff and we'll have Jan tie some of his amazing flies and talk some about fly fishing and so it kind of ties it all together um, being an ethical angler starts at home with taking care of our land around our house and um, when we have garbage being smart about it and not putting it down the drain so it's really really neat uh, getting to work with Sarah on all of this especially this next coming month very exciting stuff and then abby where could people find um information on fish camp and see um all of our webinars that we're having thank you yes so fish camp's going to be virtual again this year 
and that way everyone can participate. Um, hopefully people will get out and fish in between or the weekend before or the weekend after with these tips and tricks. And so they can find our links on Facebook and through our website through the register-ed.com links uh, for all of our outdoor recreation events. And um, yeah, all the links will be there. Actually, I think by tomorrow, or sorry, uh, within this week, uh, we'll have them posted. Perfect. Yeah, it's a great time to have a fish camp, right? Going into the fall, it's going to be, the weather's going to start to cool off. You can learn some new tips and techniques and some hot spots to go in the coming months. And uh, it's really cool. Some of the other thing that, that we learned last year with last with the first annual fish camp are going to make this one just that much better. So Exactly. Yeah, excited to. Yeah. And I'm just going to add on. Oh, go for it, Abby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry. Uh, fishing is really just starting to pick up here. We're finally, our mornings are, uh, a few mornings have been in the 70s, uh, dipping into the 60s. And it is the perfect time to sunrise fish or right after uh, the sun's going down, sunset fish. And um, it's, it's honestly just been really good. And I know up north, the colder water is going to be great for the trout population. Exactly. Especially in this um, drier year we've had, um, cooler temperatures are going to make for a lot better fishing. Yeah. And you got, you also bring up another, the drier years and we are in a drought. And so what, you know, it's more important than ever to, to pay attention to storm water and all the water that we're getting when it does come. Oh yeah, that is a point. Um, Sarah, you had called it, what is it called after? So we haven't had any rain for a while. So all this different garbage and pollution is building up and then the first rain flushes it all out. What did you say that was called? Oh, you already nailed it. First it's actually flush. called first flush. First flush. flush. <laughs> I said it with it. quotes, though. We don't want people thinking it, it gets flushed down the toilet. That's not what we're saying at all. And exactly. I just want to kind of highlight the fact that um, stormwater and stormwater pollution goes outdoors in what's called our storm sewer system. So it has nothing to do at all with any of the water that goes down our sinks or our laundries or our toilets. That goes to a completely different place. So I just want to really emphasize to people that we're talking about outdoor storm sewer system. Exactly. Yeah, Sarah, you just reminded me. So when I was thinking about storm water, and like what goes down the drain. I was remembering back to when I was a kid and going over to the ocean and seeing those stenciled fish on the storm drains. And it says like something like, do not pollute, like this goes to the ocean or something like that. And it connected with me because I loved fish as, you know, as a kid and that I would always like watch for trash like in the gutter and stuff and pick it up and throw it away. And um, I know you guys have a, a, a version of that down there, right? Yeah. Um, I know, uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, too. I was meaning to bring it up earlier, too. Um, I remember seeing the um, the stencils at, in a Costco parking lot, actually, and took a picture of it. Of, I think it was last year. Yeah, yeah, and they have a mascot. It's just, I think it's a great idea, and it's a way to connect kids and, and adults to um, to the program. 
Well, it was really good to have you, Abby. We're excited for Fish Camp. It's exciting to be celebrating. Well, celebrating, is that the word? To be spreading the awareness of stormwater awareness or stormwater pollution awareness month. Excuse me. Um, Lots of great information that we're getting out there. Um, And this is why it's so awesome when different agencies partner together to get information like this out there. So, well, we... Thanks for having us. Of course. And that does it for this week's Nevada Wild. Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.